0: "'What floor?' asked the latter, with an excitement which Quest felt instantly was pure pretense. "'Are you sure they haven't spirited him away?' "'Don't worry,' replied the leader of the detectives. "'The alley and roof are covered. We'll take care of the rest ourselves.' On tiptoe they climbed three long flights of stairs in the half-light. Clayson held back, as if in fear. He was a good actor, and Quest felt the shrinking and hesitation of his body as he crouched and slunk along in the wake of the detectives, pretending terror at what was about to happen, though he knew, and Quest knew he knew, that there would be no resistance up there, that Philip would be found alone, exactly as he had been left by Keene's hired thugs. On the top landing, Burke, the leader, paused to count the doors from front to rear. This is it, he whispered to the bull-necked fellow just behind him. The other nodded and crouched back against the opposite wall, while his companions placed themselves in position to cross-fire into the room the moment the door gave way. Quest longed for the power to kick his hypocrite of a master as he still held back, cowering on the stairs, playing his fake to the limit. Then the door flew in with a splintering shriek under the charge of the human battering ram, and across it hurtled the other two detectives in a cloud of ancient dust. "'Here he is!' someone shouted. "'Phil! Phil!' Keen Clayson's voice fairly quavered with sham emotion as he ran into the room and threw himself at the man tightly bound to an upholstered chair, which in turn was wedged in among other articles of stored furniture. But Philip was too securely gagged to reply, and as Burke slashed the ropes from across his chest, he dropped forward in a state of collapse. Stretched on a couch, he soon gave signs of response as a brisk massage began to restore the circulation to his cramped limbs. Suddenly he sat up and thrust his rescuers aside. "What time is it?" he demanded with an air of alarm. "One o'clock," replied Keene before anyone else could answer, patting his brother affectionately on the shoulder. While within him Quest writhed with indignation. "By Jove, Phil! It's wonderful that we got to you in time. Really, how you're not injured?" "No," grunted Philip. "Just lamed up. I'll be as fit as ever by tomorrow." "'If you feel equal to it,' suggested Burke, "'I wish you'd tell me briefly how you arrived here. "'Do you know the motive behind this affair? "'Did you recognize any of the body-snatchers?' "'Philip frowned and shook his head. "'Yesterday noon,' he said slowly, "'I took the eight-passenger airline express to Cleveland on business. "'There were three other passengers in the cabin, two men and a woman. "'Right away I got out a correspondence file and was running over some letters.' The next thing I knew, I was approaching the ground in the strangest state of mind I ever experienced. My head was splitting, and everything looked unreal to me, seemed as if I was coming down on some new planet. You mean the ship was gliding down to land? No, no, I was dangling from a parachute. By the way, where am I now? In a Munson Avenue loft. In Chicago? Burke nodded. I guessed as much, frowned Philip. "'You see, I came down in a field, and then before I could free myself from my trappings, I was pounced on, trussed up and blindfolded by a gang of men. I knew they had taken me a long distance by automobile, but I saw nothing more until they tore the blindfold from my eyes when they left me here.' "'And they were all strangers to you?' "'Yes, those that I saw.' "'Isn't this enough for just now, Burke?' interrupted Keene.' and Quest received an impression of uneasiness that was not apparent in the inventor's tone. After a good rest, he's sure to recall things that escape him now. "'Just one minute,' nodded the detective, turning back to Philip. "'Can you think of no plausible reason for this attack? Is there no one who might possibly benefit by putting you temporarily out of the way?' Philip gave a frightened start. Then he was on his feet, clutching at his brother's arm. "Keen," he pleaded. "Keen, What's happened?' I know, I know, it's the projector. Water, roared Keen, and Quest felt the panic that coursed through him as he tried to drown out his brother. Somebody bring water, he needs it. At the same time, he snatched up Philip's hand in a grip of steel. Instantly, the latter's wild eyes became calm, the flush passed from his relaxing face, and he slumped down weakly on the couch. In that fleeting moment, Quest surged into the body of Philip, and confronted his will with a fierce and triumphant ardor for now his will would have command of a body with which to fight his fiend of a control with a sensation of contempt he met philip's resistance and buffeted him ruthlessly backwards crushed down and compressed his feebly struggling will